0: Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to home education matters and we have a super special episode today because it is my last uh, podcast with diane my co-host diane and i'm very sad that she's going but i'm also very pleased that she's going because it means that she's starting a new chapter in her home education journey so
1: diane tell us all about it tell us all about your
0: news and what's happening with you
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Eleanor. It's lovely to be here again. Um, Yeah, and it is a bit sad, but also happy as well. So um, we had, obviously, we've had about a year in home education now. So we took Rosa out at the end of year seven. So she's done the whole of year eight in home education and now she's just at the beginning of year nine. So she has, off her own back, decided that she's ready now to go back into some sort of educational establishment and that's actually what she wants um so yeah our home education journey is not quite at an end but definitely coming to an end i think or for what now do you anyway. think? <laughs> well yeah what do you think sort of pushed her
0: back towards wanting to go back into try a different school out
1: um i think i think she, well i think the first thing is she's had time to recover so she's recovered her mental health enough um so that she feels able to make those kinds of decisions which i think is really brilliant um and it was interesting actually because it as you know it's um andy my husband who does the home education part of it and he saw it as a bit of a failure he saw it as oh i'm not good enough anymore and she wants to kind of not be here and do this. And I was like, well no, this is an amazing achievement because she's recovered enough and she's ready to kind of have a new challenge, which for Rosa I think is is really quite significant. Um because I think Rosa is a child who could be quite comfortable in her, you know, in a very comfortable space. And actually for her to 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 want to push out of that comfort zone just shows how much she has recovered. Um, And yeah, so I think that's the first thing, and I think she has sisters, so all of her siblings are in mainstream education, so I think she kind of watches them. Um, Not that they all have a brilliant day every day or anything like that, but she obviously has some sense of probably missing out, I think. Not quite sure she could probably put her finger on what she feels she's missing out on, but I think there is a little bit of that. I would imagine it like if you have
0: three siblings that are all coming back from school and then they're maybe going to like you know, meet up with their school friends or something, I can imagine that would be sort of quite difficult for her when it's just her and your husband at home.
1: Yeah. And it's funny really, because Rosa is not by any stretch of the imagination a sociable
0: person. She's not a party girl.
1: <laughs> not a party girl, no. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's interesting in itself actually. But I think she does want to be part of something and I'm not sure she quite knows what that thing is but I think she does want to feel like she belongs somewhere and she wants to be part of something you know so was and, it
0: um yeah. was it a choice that you offered up to her so did you sort of get to summer and you were like Rosa what do you think should we carry on home editing? do you want to try a school or did she sort of proactively come to you and say do you know what I think I'm ready now for a school
1: no, she was very proactive about it. We've always made it really clear that um, nothing is ever set in stone. So when she was at school, we were really clear about that, that that doesn't have to be set in stone. And we've also been really clear about that in Home Ed, that this is not forever. If you want to return to school, there's that option is always there and we will always try and facilitate that. So, no, it was, it was absolutely her coming to us, uh, having made a sort of proactive decision about it. Um, which I think is amazing actually given who she is as a person and yeah kind of you know have you know feeling so unsafe in that first year of secondary school and actually wanting to try something out again I think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah and I can see why you said to Andy that it's actually you know it's a success because she now feels so safe and secure in who she is that she mm-hmm. feels ready to try another school out so what did you do when she said okay you know it? I'd like to try a school out. Was it a point where you thought, okay, is it is it the old school again or was that always off the table?
1: Well, I did ask her, I thought it would be off the table, but I did that's the first thing I said. I said, Did you want to go back to your old school? And she's she was very categorical about that. No, she didn't want mm. to do that. Um and I think for Rosa it it's tricky because I don't think any mainstream conventional secondary school is going to actually be suitable for her because they're all, you know, clearly they all have their kind of strengths and weaknesses and they they all have quirks about them. But in my mind, most secondary schools are pretty much the same kind of thing. Um, They're all pretty brutal, I think. Um, They're all quite difficult places to be, and I can't see Rosa doing well in that kind of environment at all. So we've just been doing a bit of exploring really about what options are out there um she hasn't got an e h c p yet but um yeah that's been that's also been kind of running parallel and actually her um application's going to be heard at panel next week i think um well, so, so you hopefully... were running that while you were home educating as well oh, that must well, have been we were hard trying to but mm-hmm. um, yeah, our local authority wasn't responding to any emails or anything. And you just kept getting this um, bounce back on the screen saying, basically, we've got no staff. <laughs> <So>, wow. <laughs> so, but you'd, you'd never know if your emails kind of even got read or, you know, but I had this phone call completely out of the blue last week, actually, from someone from the local authority apologizing profusely for the delay and all of that kind of stuff but yeah so she, I think Rosa's um, application is going to be heard at panel next week so we might even be lucky enough to have an EHCP which broadens our options a little bit if Rosa gets one of those or is considered eligible for one of those because there are alternative provisions not immediately in our vicinity but not very far out so that would broaden our options but we have found a school that we do like, which is mainstream, but really, really small, um, really used to neurodiverse children, really used to children returning from home ed. So we're really hopeful that a space will become available in the next couple of months, I suppose. Um, that sounds so perfect. And she's
0: excited, is she, to go back to a yeah. school?
1: Yeah. I think she is. I think she is quite excited about it.
0: How, how does Andy feel then? Because it's going to be a bit of a shift for him because he's got used to this role as sort of an educator. And I know that he was he was sort of quite a planner and like, you know, liked to sort of lay things out in advance and sort of know what you were doing. So he's going to have a bit of free time. So is he relishing the prospect or is he a bit nervous?
1: I think he's probably a bit nervous. So, yeah. So. I think it'd be really good for him because he can start getting on with his own stuff again you know which has had to be put very much on the back burner so andy still does some work here and there so he's still been doing that but you know he's a man with like lots of interests he loves to um he's an artist so he loves to do art um he loves to be in the outdoors he loves to walk he loves to sail you know all of these things that he's not had the opportunity to do and he's never complained once about not having the opportunity to do them but suddenly they will become um available to him again so actually i think it's going to be really good for both of them
0: are you going to be giving him a list of diy chores that you want done now they now that he's got time on his hands
1: i (laughs) dent that is definitely not how the dynamic works
0: (laughs) no that wouldn't be really good would it now you're no longer home educated there you are you can do all these things (laughs) so what's your time scale for rosa go back to school you're waiting for a school place
1: waiting for a place by christmas at the latest is kind of what we are hearing so we might have this term home edding still um we've just carried on with everything that we were doing before so she's got a couple of tutors for a couple of subjects we've carried on with that we're also carrying on with kind of booking exam centers and things just in case things don't kind of work out the next Um, summer yeah so We might still kind of book those places and kind of just see how things go. So we keep all the options open. So we don't want to kind of close any doors for her. That might be opportunities to the next step. So if you spread out
0: exams, um, even though she's in a mainstream school, you could spread out exams and it just takes, you know, takes a bit of the stress off year 11, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the school that we'd like her to go to is sort of very, much, very sort of supportive of that. She does do her kind of English early or a maths early or something. They seem pretty supportive of that. So it's always a possibility.
0: What is the one thing that you would say you're like most looking forward to ditching off? when you when you leave home education like I mean for example I've got about a year to go in my home education journey and I've got a list of things I'm looking forward to ditching (laughs) off no no we'll get to that in a year (laughs) 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 because I'm still in the community (laughs) for another year (laughs) so what about um what Ah. about you (laughs) what about you what is like the one thing that you you and Andy maybe are sort of most looking forward to not having to do or not having to think about
1: um sure what that would be actually. I think it might all, almost be having an opportunity to get back to each other a little bit. So um, before we home educated, Andy and I would, I mean obviously we're both really busy, um, you know, I, I'm particularly busy, um, but we would always take a day off a month for us to just spend together. We'd go walking on the moors or walking by the cliffs, you know, we live in this wonderful place so we haven't really done that very much since we've been home educating because we haven't kind of I think we've both felt a bit guilty about leaving Rosa at home on her own you know even though she's fine um so we've not done that so I think that would be the thing that we'd kind of look forward to so maybe there's a ditching off of responsibility
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely get that because yeah. it is a huge responsibility. And you don't, I think when you've been doing it a while as well, you kind of don't notice it anymore. And then when it starts easing off, like when my children became a lot more autonomous, for example, when my son was planning his days and contacting his tutors mm. and stuff himself, I realized how much I'd taken on without realizing. And there is a lot of responsibility. And it, and it, a lot of it's quite diffuse where it's almost like anxious responsibility as well. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe that's it. You know, we can kind of hand responsibility back to the state effectively for her education. Not that we wouldn't ever kind of, you know, ignore that or anything, We're you know, that we're not that way inclined, I guess. But, yeah, we can hand some responsibility back and just sort of get on with some of our own stuff, I suppose. I guess you'll also be looking out for
0: um, how she's doing and you'll be... A, e- e- I guess you'll assess that from her response when she gets back from school, and and you, I think you had a good sense that things weren't working at the last school, so you know the sort of things to look out for. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I mean, she she really kind of, you know, her mental health really suffered. She was so withdrawn, and you know, in some ways, you have to the distinction, isn't there? So there's very normal. She so she's 13, nearly 14. There's very normal kind of withdrawal. <laughs> adolescent withdrawal, you know, an adolescent does not want to speak to you when they come home from school necessarily, you know, and that's completely normal. Um, And for Rosa, it's probably even more normal because she's kind of, you know, she's in her own world quite a lot of the time or in a sort of slightly different kind of world to the one which the family probably occupies. But so it's, it's just kind of maybe kind of having that distinction between actually what's normal for Rosa and what's um, slightly more concerning so and I think she'll be challenged you know I think I think it will be a challenge for her and I think there'll be times that she will kind of be surviving it a little bit certainly in the initial kind of transition phase I think she'll be really kind of surviving it but I suppose for us it's always about kind of what happens over time so we tend to give things a bit of a shot um, you know so we'll kind of be keeping her in school if she goes back at you know, in January, for instance, I think we'd keep her in for the rest of the year and just sort of see how that, how that goes. And then if we need to kind of pull her out again, you know, we'd have no hesitation in doing that. I don't think now.
0: And what do you think is the thing that she's most looking forward to rediscovering or getting back to in the school system?
1: I think, and I, I, I don't want this to sound in any way kind of, um, judgmental or anything but I think with our kids because they've not been home educated all of their lives I think for Rosa there's something about just wanting to feel normal just wanting Mm. to feel the same as other kids you know um so her siblings are obviously still in school the, f- the couple of friends that she she has they're in school and i think for rosa she just wants to she doesn't want to be different she doesn't want to stand out as being different and i don't think any kids want to stand out as being different particularly um so for her i think it's it's that and maybe just being part of a community again even though rosa tends to be on the periphery of the community <laughs> But, but it's still that, a I sense. Think, it's still, there's yeah. still a sense of
0: solidarity, even if you're choosing to stand on the edge of the solidarity. Absolutely.
1: Right? And she's always been like that. You know, she's always been kind of standing on the edge, kind of watching and observing, and 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 kind of learning, I guess. um But for her, you know, that seems to be really important. So you know, I think she'll look forward to that. And you know, maybe having a bit of diversity in her day as well. You know, having you know not just Andy, kind of, not that you know there's anything wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> poor andy slugged his guts out for a year every day. <laughs> <laughs> you Look, know, i know so what how you how mean i think
0: teachers? teenagers in particular i think they reach particularly teenage girls actually i find it is they reach a particular age when they really do want to branch out and meet different mm-hmm. people and preferably a peer group and there is yes. i think particularly in teenage girls uh, there is a design to fit in you know that is really my my son doesn't have it at all but my daughter does have this sort of she she hit puberty and then she was like I want to you know I don't want to stand out anymore
1: yeah 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 absolutely and I think Rosa already has a sort of sense of difference about herself you know she's had that from a really young age because you know she you know she's neurodiverse she's diagnosed with um ASD so she's always had a sense that she is a little bit different and even in terms of just being a girl she has a sense of difference so she's not as um you know she's not in any way conventionally girly or anything like that so I think she already has a sense of difference so I think for her it's about finding your tribe a little bit isn't it you know and sort of hanging out with those people that might be a bit like you.
0: Did you get a sense that that tribe existed at the at the school you're looking at?
1: Yeah, I think so, because they were so used to kids coming back from the home ed experience and they were so used to neurodiversity as well. So that kind of, yeah, filled me with some hope that they would understand her and understand her needs, you know, and the other kids would as well.
0: You've mentioned that you think that she's healed hugely over the last year and I think probably I'm assuming that the biggest gift that she's probably had from home ed is this time to heal and time to just relax into herself what do you think is the thing she'll most miss about um from moving from home education back into the school setting
1: uh yeah I think um maybe just the lack of flexibility. I think she'll miss that. So, you know, Andy is pretty structured with her and and stuff and she does follow a sort of curriculum and she has tutors on certain days and things like that. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of the time, you know, she'll say, oh, I'm just gonna go and read now. I'm just, you know, gonna spend the afternoon in my bedroom reading or whatever, you know, and obviously she won't be able to do that anymore. So I think she'll miss that flexibility um yeah and being able to do what she wants when she wants and yeah just being able to do her own thing um and being kind of given the space to do that really
0: what about you and andy what are the things that you two will miss the most do you think
1: um i think andy will miss it quite a lot because i think he's a bit of a natural born teacher (laughs) I think all of us would say that in the family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, and he'll he'll really miss the kind of close connection that they formed because he and her are very similar. Um, and I think they really get each other. Um, so I think he'll really miss that sort of sense of probably camaraderie that they kind of share, you know, the in-jokes and the, you know, just the ways of being, but are perhaps different from some of some of the rest of us in the family. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's lovely that they formed that such strong bond over the last year. And I do think that one of the big advantages of home ed is the bond that you get with your Mm -hmm. child. But that never goes. You know, now they've formed that bond that that's you know, it doesn't it doesn't sort of disappear. Um, So what about you? What are you going to miss about home ed? I know you weren't sort of quite so actively involved
1: yeah i don't know really it's it's nice having Rosa around i do work a lot from home so i am kind of around quite a lot so it is lovely having her around so i probably will miss her um it's a bit like my um my eldest left for university at the weekend and i only i you know hardly saw her of course she was 18 and she was out all the time and stuff (laughs) i miss her too (laughs) so the absence will be kind of noticed i think um but yeah i think I think we'll just feel very anxious for her for a little while. So, um, you know, I think we we just need to be aware of that. You know, we'll just spend the day going, oh, I hope Rosa's all right. So you're going to
0: go from spending your autumn feeling anxious about your oldest child at university to then spending the new year being anxious about yeah. Rosa at school. Yeah, there's parenting, just, isn't it? I was going to say, it's just one long anxiety <laughs> trip, isn't it, parenting? Yep. <laughs> Well, at least you are relinquishing some responsibility for the educational side. So that is mm-hmm. that is a bonus in that way. And I think it's clear that as a journey, it's been wonderful for Andy and really, really, really good for Rosa. And I remember that lovely podcast that we did mm-hmm. Uh, where you spoke to her sometime around the new year wasn't it about the school experience and uh, yeah I mean it's it's lovely to hear how she's progressed in in the time when she was home educating and of course because you're now not going to be home educating you're stepping away from the podcast and you're leaving me to it (laughs) (laughs) but it's been lovely having you as my co-host and um, some of the some of the interviews you've done have been my favorite episodes um they've been really fabulous that interview that um it was actually not really an interview the chat that you had with with Andy your husband to the two of you uh was really lovely actually it was I think we called it parents evening didn't we and it was a bit like a parents (laughs) evening where you were being you you were talking to the teacher yeah so uh thank you so much for being with me on the podcast it's been really lovely um our first year as a podcast having you with me and on the journey has been really important to me so thank you so much Diane
1: oh no thank you I've really really enjoyed it it's been such a lovely experience and I've learned so much actually I've learned so much by kind of you know because I was pretty new to home editing when when we started and uh gosh yeah it's a really steep learning curve isn't it
0: yeah you're now an expert you've only done it a year and now you know more than lots of people who've been doing it 15 years so that's pretty cool go on mastermind and be like my special subject is home education oh you home educate no no i only did it for a year but i did a podcast now i know everything about home education now i know
1: everything
0: (laughs) well thank you thank you for joining me today and thank you for joining me on all the other occasions diane it's been lovely talking to you our pleasure thank you and now for a special announcement as we are losing diane from our wonderful podcast we have a vacancy for a co-host so if you've been listening to this podcast for the last year and you think oh that sounds a lot of fun i'd love to get involved and you're a home educator and would like to become a co-host on my podcast do drop me a line send me a message go on my facebook group go on the facebook page get in touch, tell me a little bit about yourself and tell me why you would like to co-host the podcast with me. It would be lovely to meet some of you and to get to know all about your journeys and all about why you'd like to join me as a co-host. See if you can follow in Diane's fabulous footsteps.